This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hill, a breaking news edition of the Junkyard Dogcast. With me is Kip Adams and Benjamin Wolk. As always, we know Georgia's fate and its destination in bowl season. Number six, Georgia, will be playing number five, Florida State, in the 2023 Orange Bowl. That game will be played Saturday, December 30th, Miami's Hard Rock Stadium. 4 p.m. Eastern time will be televised on ESPN. Georgia misses out on the playoff, but is going to be playing one of the marquee New Year's Day bowls against the Florida State team that, fellas, as we were talking about before we started recording, has a lot to play for and something to prove. Kip, I'm going to start with you. Just what's your general reaction to the news? Georgia does not make the playoff. They are picked for the Orange Bowl. And to play a Florida State team that finished the year undefeated, and uh, is probably going to try to make an argument for a national championship, even though they did not make the playoff. I mean, Georgia fans and the program have every right to be disappointed. It's obviously a disappointing and devastating uh, way to end the season. But you also just can't be surprised of today's outcome. I mean, even Kirby Smart knew last night that, you know, his pitch for for making the college football playoff was kind of a fool's errand, that their chances were slim. He, he almost knew immediately at the end of that game. That was that game against Alabama was an elimination game for the playoff. You know, you could argue whether it should have been, but uh, again, uh, Georgia won't get a chance to compete for the three-peat. And as you wrote in your column, Jordan, I mean, they have no one to blame but themselves. You know, they they had the opportunity to win and get in. That's the way it is. Uh, And they didn't. So, uh, you know, the SEC is still represented in this playoff. So the SEC championship can still be considered that playing game for this final year of of the four-team playoff. Alabama took Georgia's spot. And, you know, uh, I think Kirby Smart always talked about, you know, Humility is, uh, you know, only a week away, and last week's college football playoffs didn't matter. And, I mean, that definitely showed true when you saw those rankings today. You saw the number one team uh, dropping out of the playoffs for the first time ever, and you saw a team, you know, go undefeated, win its conference championship, and still drop out of the playoff. Uh, so I think you just can't be surprised uh, with the outcome if you're, if you're a Georgia fan. You kind of knew this is the way it was going to go. I may have misspoken there a few minutes ago. Florida State is number five, the first team out of the playoff. Georgia, number six. Ben, uh, what were your thoughts on this game coming together? You know, I think a a pretty marquee game. Obviously, we don't know who will be playing and who will not be playing on both sides. uh, But still pretty interesting to see the Bulldogs get matched up with the Seminoles. I think it's a fascinating game, again, barring what the actual rosters look like for that game because – 
I mean, Florida State, you could argue at a lot of these times, these New Year's Six Bowl games, it feels like a lot of these Power Five teams don't feel as incentivized or inspired to play in these games because they feel like they just missed out on something. I think that you oftentimes find that group of five team going up against the power five team. And it's, you know, that that group of five team just has so much more juice because of how much more that game means to them. I find this one fascinating because I think this game means a lot to Florida state because of what just happened. The fact that they have a chance to go 14 and zero. I think there would be a lot of validation for them. Whether, you know, regardless of what Georgia's roster looks like for that game, if they beat Georgia because the argument that Alabama really was hanging its hat on to get in over it was they just beat the number one team in the country, Georgia. And that's such a good win that it probably indicates that they're a better football team than Florida state. So we'll get into all of that. Sure. I'm more, I'm sure, but really for, for the purposes of this game, I'm fascinated to see what Georgia brings to Miami. How, how you know, is it a fully stacked roster? Is it not? I think that it's unfortunate, obviously, that we, because of the nature of things, there are opt-outs and transfers and those types of conversations, and that's just going to have to happen, unfortunately. But I think there's a chance for this to be a really, really, really good New Year's Six matchup and an opportunity for both of these programs, I think, to sort of make one last statement after things went awry championship weekend. I think that's a good point, and, and it will be interesting just who lines up for both these teams. And you even wonder, too, um, you know, with Florida State, obviously Jordan Travis won't be playing in this one, but to get Tate Rodemanker back, uh, that would be big through, after they struggled through that game against Louisville. Um, you know, this is just a matchup that I'm I'm really interested in. I've always thought that this was a fun um, series. The few times these have been played, the last time Georgia played Florida State would have been the Sugar Bowl in 2020 or 2003, I should say. Uh, Mark Richt against his mentor, Bobby Bowden, and uh, Georgia won that game. Um, and as Kip said a few minutes ago, it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, you know, how Georgia shows up because I think it's easy to immediately think about that Sugar Bowl against Texas where, you know, it just seemed like they weren't really all that interested in, in playing in that game and some of the guys that wound up making the trip. And I do think that, you know, coming out of that, maybe Kirby Smart and that coaching staff learned a thing or two about how to handle those moments, you know, just missing out on going back to the playoff. Um, it's going to be something to watch, and the nice thing is that time is on our side with this game. It's not till December 30th. A lot to dissect, a lot we will get into. Uh, getting ready for that big game in Miami and seeing how Georgia ends this 2023 season. Uh, guys, let's talk about how the college football playoff came together. The committee announced at noon, uh, probably about 12.15, I should say, Eastern time today, who was going to be in the playoff? Number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Number three, Texas. Number four, Alabama. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure as we wrapped up Saturday night's podcast, we kind of landed on that being how it fell. Not necessarily what we thought it would, or what we thought it should be, uh, but how we thought the committee would wind up putting things together. Uh, so I'll start with you, Kip. What did you make of how this playoff came together? Texas, Alabama is in. Florida State is the first one out, and Georgia is the one right after him. It's definitely controversial. Uh, I mean, uh, and uh, I think in the end, uh, they went with the combination of strength and ske of schedule with with Alabama, and the fact that they, in their opinion, this Florida State team was different than the the one earlier in the season. Um, but I guess, again, it's another situation where they kind of make up their own rules because Florida State was the same team they were last week, you know, 
we knew Jordan Travis was hurt last week, which was the entire, you know, that's it. You should probably have, have paid attention to that and kind of known which direction you're going to go in when, whenever he got hurt and, and reflected that in last week's rankings. So you, you, you know, put your foot in your own mouth and you can't really back up what you've said when you come out with, you know, these rankings, uh, you're supposed to value conference champions, your, you know, undefeated records, but, you know, yeah, I actually agree that the fact that the player is injured, uh, this isn't the same team and I, you know, the, the best teams, but you have to kind of combine that and you have to, you know, make that decision when it happens and not wait, made it, you waited a week later, you look bad for it right now. And uh, you can't just look at the eye test and, and you can, you know, ju- just make a, make things as you go along but at the same time we've kind of acknowledged that that's what this committee's done every single year the other criteria has changed every single time at the end of the day they're just putting in who they want to put in and so i think this is obviously the best uh, advertisement possible for playoff expansion um you know and uh, uh i mentioned earlier that I thought that, you know, Georgia's takedown of Ole Miss early in the season was a, a great advertisement for why you don't need expansion. But, you know, the committee went ahead and, and gave us all a perfect reason to burn this system all down and, uh, you know, start anew, which uh, probably another reason why they did it. They know that it's going away, so it doesn't really matter, you know, who they pick. They can pick who they want. They can pick their TV markets and, and everything and, and and make the most money on the way out of this team and then just move on to expansion and and celebrate you know making even more money because in the end i think that's that's kind of what they're going for kim martin on facebook says fsu should have been in lots of comments coming in just with how this playoff wound up uh ben uh, i've seen your tweets i know you have thoughts uh just give us what you think of how the playoff came together um, with Alabama and Texas getting in, Florida State and Georgia being the top two teams on the outside looking in. Well, I would like to start with the disclaimer that sometimes my tweets are are nothing more than just that. They're just tweets. You know, we, you, you two know how much I, I appreciate engagement. So sometimes I'm just out here for the engagement. Uh, that said, it's a complicated conversation. There's no denying how complicated of a conversation it is. You will not look at any football coach or any person that watches any of these things that says – they would take Florida state to win a game against Alabama. I do not think that anybody really believes that Alabama would lose a neutral site matchup against Florida state right now. I, I I'm sure they might, there might be some folks out there that, that maybe do. I have not heard them. My thing on it is again, I, I hate the whole best deserving. It's why the interviews with the committee chairman are just terrible because they are getting grilled by Reese Davis and they say stupid things on TV all the time. And then for eight, 10 years, we hold them accountable for one sentence that they delivered on national television while they're getting grilled on a show that they probably don't even want to be on in the first place. So it's just, for me, I thought that the easy decision would have actually been to just go with the three undefeated power five champions and take the Texas head to head. Now you would have been looking at Alabama and saying the team that I think, I think, is the best team in the country after watching them play on Saturday. The best team in the country is not in the college ball playoff. A lot of people would say that's wrong. If you think that Alabama is the best team in the country, they need to be in there. And I do believe that they're the best team in the country. I think I've taken Alabama to win this whole thing. I would take Alabama after seeing them against Georgia in a neutral site matchup against every single team in college football. 
except for maybe Georgia, but that's a whole other conversation. Would you take Georgia in the uh, Alabama over Georgia if Georgia heals up and is in the college football playoff? And with that being said, should we just let Vegas decide who makes it? Because it sounds like we're we're saying that who would be favored is who should play. So maybe we should just let the sports books decide who the top four teams are. Well, that's my thing, Kip. It's like if, if every single week, at the end of every single week this season, regardless of results, if you were to say to me, who are the best teams out there? I'd be like, well, probably Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State because they're always the best teams out there. And so I don't want to be in the camp of like the games have to matter. The game should matter. I think it's a more complicated conversation than that. But I do think that if you go undefeated in a Power 5 conference, they played two SEC teams. They won. you know. And also, I realize they're not the same team without Jordan Travis. I do uh, – appreciate that they also have given up 21 points since he got hurt it's like they have an entire unit of the football team that has played at an elite elite level the last two weeks and you can say ah they played florida they played louisville whatever alabama gave up 24 points per game in the two weeks since then so it's like there are plenty of arguments that you can make in terms of the on-field product and what we've seen now do i think the florida state's better than alabama no and that's why a lot of people would probably look at me and be like you're being such a hypocrite and what your opinion is on any of this because you know, if I think that Alabama is better, they should just be in. Well, guess what? I think Georgia is better than Washington, too. But I don't think Georgia should be in the playoff over Washington. I, that's just how I feel about these things. And I think that Florida State probably got screwed in this more than just about any team has gotten screwed in all of this. And again, to Kip's point, it's probably a great advertisement for the 12-team playoff. It's not a conversation that will be ha- – these, these types of conversations won't be the same. And I guess really I, – I give the committee some credit, I guess, for making the difficult – or choice that was going to make all the vitriol. Cause I think if we're sitting here today and it's the three undefeated power five champs and Texas who won the head to head to head against all Alabama, everyone would just, I mean, Alabama fans might be a little bit peeved about it, but I think everyone would be sitting here saying, well, you probably shouldn't have lost to Texas. You don't lose to Texas. It's as simple as that. And I will also say for the Georgia folks that are listening to this, if George, if Alabama had beaten Texas, I think that Georgia and Alabama would both be in this playoff. So Georgia can, uh, can thank Alabama for losing that game. Also, let's point out how different this would have looked if Auburn had not sent two and spied a guy on the fourth and thirty-one. I mean, may, maybe it complicates it. Um, and, you know, also, if, if Georgia wins yesterday, I guess Florida State's still out. They were, they were. I mean, their their fate was set last week when they were still ranked you know, in, in the top four, their fate was already set because if Georgia wins against Alabama, Georgia's number one, Texas is number four, yeah. Florida state's still out. So uh, I, I think, uh, I mean, did, did yesterday even matter? It was just who makes it in from the sec. And so it is, it just kind of goes back to what does matter. I don't think we know. It kind of puts like a bookend on this four-team playoff to uh, it's just been a decade of, of chaos. The BCS was probably better. And uh, and now we'll be arguing over eight and three, uh, you know, we, uh, whether Ole Miss, Missouri, you know, the these uh, top 12 teams deserve to be in. And we'll be getting mad about the uh, group of five entry into the uh, the playoffs. So it'll be a completely new argument, but I, it still seems like it's going to be a huge mess. I feel terrible for Jordan Travis. Really, that's my big thing in all of this is like, and I, I tweeted about this, but I mean, he's sitting there around all of his teammates. He broke his leg. He's probably been depressed for three weeks because his college football career is over. He's hurt. He's going to have to recover to get to where he wants to go if he's going to have a chance in the NFL. 
and all he's hearing on TV is you're not your team can't make the playoffs because you broke your leg. And I don't want to get I've seen this else this out there too since then, but I don't want to get into the whole like should Florida State have lied about his injury, even though we all watched his leg snap on TV. It's you know, Kirby says everybody's day to day, everybody's week to week. If Jordan Travis is day to day, week to week right now. How does that muddy the decision for the committee? I don't know. I just think it's tough. But again, it's a it's a precedent that's set that will not impact any other college football season ever because there will never be a college football season or a committee process or fourteen playoff like this ever again. So, Mike Norvell is watching Kirby Smart press conferences and writing down "We're hopeful" over and over <laughs> and just like a hundred times in a notebook, like he's Bart Simpson. I did want to read just this one sentence from what Jordan Travis tweeted after it was announced that Florida State did not make the playoff. Just this one sentence. I wish my leg broke earlier in the season so y'all could see this team is much more than the quarterback. Can we just wrap our head around how sad that sentence is? Whether whether you are a diehard Florida State fan or you're like, good, I'm glad the Seminoles got kept out of this. I wish my leg broke earlier in the season. That's up there with baby shoes for sale, never worn. One of the just saddest sentences I've ever heard. It's, I think my issue with all this, I, I think I obviously agree with everyone that Alabama is better, but like, isn't the whole idea of the playoff where it's like, okay, we're not sure if Florida state is better, but they're undefeated. It's like, we can make these assumptions about them being good enough or not being good enough, or they could just go play Michigan and we could find out. It's like, you know, what's an awesome way to determine whether Florida state undefeated power five champion is good enough to win a national championship. Let them play in the semifinal. Like I really do think, it's ridiculous that we have a playoff and then they don't get to play off for anything. No, I think it's a fair point. And I also want to shout out Booger McFarland because I thought he was uh, speaking a lot of truth on the committee show. And uh, he was still going when they were going through the New Year's uh, six games. He was still cracking jokes. You could hear people laughing on set at him saying stuff. It was too good. Um, let's get ready to wrap this episode up. Obviously, we are going to dive into a ton of previews with the Bulldogs and the Seminoles uh, over the course of this upcoming month. And we'll have you in uh, the know and all the updates on who's playing, who's not. I did want to say this from post game after the SEC championship game. Running back Kendall Milton told reporters that he would play in the bowl game if Georgia was not in the college football playoff. Uh, so that will be big having the senior running back play there. And we'll keep an eye out for other announcements, whether guys are playing or whether guys are not. Uh, I'll throw it to you first, Kip. Any parting thoughts on this bowl pick for Georgia or just on how this playoff was set up and what we're getting ready to see in about a month's time? I mean, it's just another it's another challenge to both uh, programs as far as the, their culture and you know their ability to motivate their players. Again, I'm not trying to say anything negative towards – you know, non-playoff bowl games. Um, we've all grown up watching them. Um, we can get into how many there should be, you know, if everyone should be in a bowl, if there are too many. But this is still, you know, the chance for, for guys to go out there and compete again in college football. Uh, a lot of them for the last time, guys who aren't going to the NFL. Um, and at the same time, it's obviously a, a peak ahead to next year. And seeing, you know, the young players on both these rosters 
And so for fans, I mean, there's, you know, I even I see people talking about boycotting on the Florida State side. And I know that, you know, they're in the 24-hour period that we always give people to react. And they have a reason to be very upset. And Georgia's still, react, you know, they're still in shock over, you know, being two plays away from being in the playoffs themselves. But you do have to remember uh, everything these guys fought for all season. And, uh, yeah, you know, respect the fact that, uh, you follow a program, you're very passionate about it. Uh, there's still a lot for both of these teams to play for because these practices are important. And this is a this is how you get that scouting look for next year. So there's a lot of value in this game. We're obviously going to find out who all is playing, who all is opting out. Um, but I think you know, these are two very proud programs. And, you know, if you didn't, if you just said Georgia and Florida State are playing in 2024, um, it would be a game that, you know, people would, the ticket prices would be going through the roof, you know? I mean, if this was a regular season game. And uh, I, I think you have to r- remind yourself that this is a very uh, interesting, intriguing matchup. And I, I think it's going to be a, an outstanding football game against two very, very talented rosters and coaching staffs. Ben, before I let you dive in, can you give me an example of a team from the state of Florida that got left out of the college football playoff that played an SEC team in bowl season and wound up claiming a national championship. Yeah. The, uh, our, our 20, 2017 UCF golden Knights. I covered that, uh, that bowl game against Auburn as well. I was covering Auburn at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was there for uh, the Columbus newspaper and look, Georgia can obviously do something about preventing that from happening, but, just want to throw that out there. The blueprint is there in the Sunshine State. Uh, ben, any parting thoughts before we wrap this up? Well, actually, if Florida State does beat Georgia, I fully advocate for them claiming a national championship. I'm as, I'm all you know I'm in for as much chaos as possible. Um, that said, I think I can officially throw out everything that I've said through the first 20 minutes of this podcast about Florida State and say that I think regardless of what roster Georgia brings to that game, the Georgia's a better football team. I think I saw the 12-point opening line potentially or a potential opening line. Um, I think Georgia's going to win this game handily regardless of who it is that plays in this game. I think Georgia's the better team. I think Georgia's going to do a solid favor for the committee and say, yeah, Florida State should not have probably been in the playoff, and I think that Alabama will probably do uh, their – hold up their end of the bargain as well and validating the committee's decision and what they have to do in their games too. So I think ultimately the committee is going to come out feeling pretty good about all of this because I do think that Georgia takes care of Florida state, Alabama takes care of whoever it is they run into in the playoffs. I am just going to say that before the season, I said Georgia was going to be playing Florida state in the postseason. Now I had that in the sugar bowl, so I'll take half credit. And uh, I will just say too, Man, this would be a really interesting matchup if Jordan Travis was healthy. Like, I think this would be a very, very marquee bowl game. Yeah, unfortunately, if Jordan Travis was healthy, you know, there would have been, you know, he, they'd be in the playoff because that was the only, the only explanation for why a Florida State team couldn't deserve to be in a playoff after going thirteen and zero. All right, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. We'll wrap it up right there with some great uh, insight from our guy, Ben Wolk. Uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in, watching this live, or one who's listening to this after the fact. If you haven't already, go to dogs247.com. Go subscribe. Keep an eye out. We may have a deal coming up with the Transform Portal. Getting ready to open on Monday. And uh, also keep an eye out 
over on Dogs 247 on YouTube. Got all the Kirby Smart press conferences, player interviews, and also Mike White press conferences, Georgia men's basketball player interviews as well. So for Kip Adams and Benjamin Wolk, I am Jordan Hill. Until next time, take care, everybody. <laughs>